Well, welcome to episode 25 of Getting Real About. In today's episode, Mandy and Shelby get candid about having the best of all worlds. They talk careers, spouses, parenting, and friendships, and how important it is to communicate your needs and when to ask for help. They address how resentment can sneak in when making career and parenting decisions, and how to stop your comparative suffering and incorporate a family gap plan. Thanks to Brene Brown for those tips. All right, ladies, it's time to get real. Welcome to another episode of Getting Real About. We are on episode 25. Can't believe we've had 25 episodes of this <laughs> Lots podcast. Of stuff to talk about. Lots of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we are getting real and we are continuing that today. My name is Mandy Jones and I am a marketing director for Gold Creek Community Church. I have been married to my husband, Ryan, for almost 10 years. We're coming up on that this summer and wow. I have two young kids. My daughter just turned six and my son is three and a half. And so that's, that's really us. And I am joined today uh, with Shelby. Shelby, do you want to tell us a little bit about you? Sure. My name is Shelby Echelbarger and I am married to um, my husband, Matt. We just had 20 years. I know back in June. So this June will be 21. Um, We have three kids, one that's about ready to graduate from high school here. I know. And then I have, so a senior, a a freshman, and then a seventh grader. So a girl and then two boys. How so. is preparing for senior year, being in senior year? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I can't put that into like, I, I, Yeah. <laughs> Overwhelmed yeah. is kind of the only word that comes to my mind. I mean, it's all good stuff, but it's just a lot of stuff, oh, I'm you know? Sure. And so you, know, you run through that checklist in your mind, like she's, she's going to need to go and do adulting. And yeah. have I prepared her to adult? Exactly. Right. <laughs> the answer is no. Yeah. The answer is no. every parent's worry. Yeah. Like, have I prepared you enough to send you yes, off on out your, into the yeah, world, into the world and fly? I'm sure you're doing a great job. Ugh. Yeah. Well, today, so we are, I was, I was kind of joking um, when I was trying to come up with the title for this and I mentioned this to you and it's funny because I don't know that we're ever going to really settle on what this this episode <laughs> is truly going to be, but it's sort of the idea of, of having it all. And I said the best of both worlds and you had said to me, like, you can't have the best of both worlds. It's just not possible. And I think that's kind of what we're going to hit on today. Yeah. Don't I sound like a Debbie Downer, right? No, you're not though, <laughs> but it, it's so true. If that's what you want, you can't have it. And I, but I think there's, I think there's definitely room for uh, both but just definitely you just have to change your perception of what best is it is absolutely and I think uh, you know as a woman there are so many different roles that Mm -hmm. you get to play and so many um, ideas of what it is that you're going to have in your life is you know if having a career Mm -hmm. having you know a spouse it's having kids and family and friendships and all of those things and wanting to do them all well Mm -hmm. and wanting them all to work (laughs) cohesively together you that's kind of what you think of and want for your life and kind of the expectations and the pressures to do that and to do it well Mm -hmm. and so when you kind of get all these outside things sort of thrown at you and you're trying to make it all work it's not as not as easy as maybe it sounds, I'd right. say. And so it's something I've struggled with, I think, a lot in the last few years of having mm-hmm. young kids mm-hmm. uh, being kind of in that season of, you know, really kind of separating out what it is that I've envisioned for my life, where, you know, my life is going right now in the season I'm at with kids because kids changes mm-hmm. everything. I mean, yeah. you know, getting married first maybe changes some things, but having kids, I mean, it, I don't want to say it disrupts your life. I think that sounds bad to say, but it but completely it, changes it. It completely changes yeah. it. And you have these, you know, these little humans who depend on you mm-hmm. for everything. And so it just, it really kind of changes sort of your expectations for maybe what you thought mm-hmm. life was going to look like, or, you know, maybe you're feeling as if you're not living up to some type of a, an expectation that you, you should, or, you know, there's always comparison. We get into that. I think every podcast episode, cause right. it's out cause there. It's such a realistic thing it that is, we all struggle with. That we all struggle with. So we're going to kind of just sort of dive into this today. And, um, I was excited to have you here because you, you are a trained physical therapist. That's what you went to school for. Correct. And so I kind of wanted to talk through that with you because you are also now a stay at home mom. So yes, in, in sort a of, way, sort of, uh-huh. in a way. So <laughs> are you, you know, kind of made that decision to stay yes. home with kids at, mm-hmm. at, at a point in life. And so I kind of wanted to talk through that today with you, um, as far as, you know, what was the decision or, you know, your schooling, like how long did it take you to go to school to become a physical therapist? Let's start there. Okay. So I went, you know, graduated high school, went to college, uh, got my 
uh, my BS in biology in human biology um, from Washington State Physical Therapy School when I went, because mm-hmm. keep in mind this was over 20 years ago. Sure. Um, the PT program was a master's program. So it was two and a half years following um, undergraduate. Okay. So I did my graduate work at Eastern. Um, so I graduated uh, with a master's of physical therapy in the in December of 2021 and sat for my board uh, exam on in January and then quickly got a job. And I had just gotten married. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, in June. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, so it was, it was a lot of transitions all at once. Yeah. And then I went into physical therapy. There's a lot of different, uh, outlets to it, but I did outpatient orthopedic. Okay. So I was kind of what you traditionally think of as a physical therapist, you mm-hmm. know, you get hurt or you've got back pain or problems and, uh, you go to an outpatient clinic and you see a therapist. Yeah. So that was predominantly, um, where I worked and I was trained in, uh, manual therapy and general orthopedics, some sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you say you went to Eastern for your graduate? Mm-hmm. That's I where did. I went to college. Well, there you go. I know. Go Eagles. I know. And you're a cook. I'll look at you. I know. It's all about Eastern Washington. <laughs> it is. It really is. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Um, well, yeah. So, you know, you go to school, you, you know, you choose your career. Mm-hmm. And I still remember, I think when, you know, when you have to declare your major in college, I still remember thinking like, oh, what, am, what is it that I'm going to do? I never really felt this like drive to mm-hmm. be like a doctor or a dentist or an architect, you know, or those right. types of, you know, I don't want to say like traditional jobs, but those things yeah. that kind of people well, that have know. A, a very, they're very compartmentalized as to like, if you want to be this, you have to do this. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, you have to take all these steps to get there. And these are, you know, this is the path that you follow. Mm-hmm. And I never really had that feeling of, mm-hmm. of doing that. And my mom is a teacher. Um, she's retired now, but she was a teacher, I think like 39 years. Um, wow. I know. Yeah. God bless her mm. <laughs> for doing that. Um, middle school and high school. Oh my gosh. Middle I school. I know. Well, and I married a middle school PE teacher. Oh, and so and he loves it. He There's special, like loves God it. created special, <laughs> special, special people that yes, can do that. I know. I agree. I'm like, really? Like that's where, that's where it's at. But he loves it. He loves yeah. being a middle school teacher. But you know, there were times where I thought, oh, I could maybe be a teacher or, you know, that sounds good. You know, my mom had the summers off. That was always nice having a parent, you know, around in the mm-hmm. summer and with, the, she was always on our school schedule with days off and things. And I thought, you know, if, if that's a great route, like if you're planning to have kids and a family and mm-hmm. I kind of thought about it, but there's a lot of things, you know, within teaching as well. I don't want to say my mom turned me away from teaching necessarily. Mm-hmm. But you but see kind of the inner workings do. of it and yeah. the hardships that go along with it and exactly. the struggles. And I see it now with my husband too, that I truly do not believe teachers are appreciated as much as they should be for mm-hmm. a lot of the work that they do. Um, and get, and seeing that kind of firsthand. And there is a lot more to it for sure. But um, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to really go that route. My dad's been in, you know, sales and business my whole life. And um, sales isn't really necessarily my thing, but I was like business. Okay. I like, you know, creativity those types of things. And so, um, I went to, I declared my major as a business marketing major. So business with a minor technically in marketing. Okay. And so that's kind of what I decided to do, but you know, that's such a big decision or it can be it such feels a big, like big it. decision yeah. when you're making it. Cause you're like, okay, this is what is going to potentially shape my future or mm-hmm. where I'm going to be looking for jobs and looking for a career and kind of that path. Mm-hmm. And again, there wasn't this, like, this is, you know, I've got this whole like mapped out and I don't want to say that everyone in college does, but I think there are some people Mm -hmm. who know like that's what they want to go for and be. And that just wasn't Mm -hmm. totally me, but I always assumed both my parents worked that I would work. Like that's just, yeah, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of, I guess what I, what I thought was going to come for it, but it kind of took until, you know, graduating and getting into into some internships and into kind of working world where I was like, okay, I could maybe see, where this is going to lend itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you kind of get to a place where, you know, you meet a spouse. I met my husband in college, you know, and we got married and had been working for a while. And yeah, so it's kind of just the the whole idea of what you're going to choose to do with your life. I feel like making that decision is so huge. So you chose physical therapy mm-hmm. and um, did you have like a dream job out of that? Like something that you wanted to to do or like a level you felt like you wanted to attain? <laughs> You mean within physical within therapy? Within physical therapy. Um, you know, there's a lot of different... I, I knew I always wanted to be an outpatient orthopedic mm-hmm. because there's rehab, there's acute care, there's um, pediatrics. And I just... I, I did one of my... Um, 
uh, volunteer stints because you had to have so many hours in so many different clinical mm-hmm. settings going into PT. I did it at Children's and it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. You know, these little kids that had been injured and it was usually injuries. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, you know, the kids with MD or any of that kind of stuff, which mm-hmm. is, you know, neurological type stuff. Um, and it was just heartbreaking. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh yeah, check that one off. I'm not going <laughs> to do that exactly, one. Yeah, no. And so, um, and I'm always fascinated with sports and mm-hmm performance, the athletic performance and that kind of stuff. So I always figured outpatient orthopedic would be the way to go. And, and it was great. Um, it, you know, like any job though, it's like mm-hmm. we, we romanticize the good yes, and we don't talk about like the stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, like your mom, like you saw the inner workings yeah. of being a yeah. teacher where you're like, Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. That doesn't look mm-hmm. like that's that much fun. Yeah. Um, and so you don't realize that cause I had nobody in my family that was a PT. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was following in anyone's footsteps per se. Um, and so it was, it, I mean, it still is a great career, but there was definitely things that you don't anticipate. And there's things about the job, like any job that you're like, ugh, that's yeah. not the fun. That's not the fun part of the job. Yeah. Like I could do without that piece of this. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's always things yeah. you don't like. So then at what point was it? So, and correct me if I'm wrong here on my, on my facts, but so you're working as a physical therapist mm-hmm. and doing that as your work and then kids enter the picture. Yeah. And so is that when you made the decision that you would? Yes. Well, and it's hard to, with physical therapy, and that's one thing I, I really want to, like, I'm so thankful for is it mm-hmm. is pretty flexible. So okay. I worked full time, obviously, coming mm-hmm. out of it. I had to, you know, you just have to earn your, you got you to gotta pay your dues, you know what <laughs> exactly. I'm saying? Yeah, bills. Um, and so you're at the bottom of the total, especially in outpatient orthopedic, because there's so many, you know, you only it's probably what you learn in the clinic is about 85% of who you, what you practice versus Mm. what you learned in the classroom for me. So it's all hands-on it's mentorship. It's the continuing education. Like I used the skills that I had came from once I was already working, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Cause you can only cram so much in your head, you know, when you're um, in school and they teach you so many different things like rehab and Mm -hmm. orthopedic and pediatrics that I just wasn't using. Um, and so I spent a lot of time, you know, doing the, doing the con ed and getting better with my manual skills and, um, which was great. And then, um, and I worked full time. So then, so my husband and I were married when I was, had just finished PT school and then mm-hmm. I started my rotation. So I didn't get my, when I got my first job, we'd been married six months. Okay. And then we had our daughter about, what was it? Just about three years prior or three years after us getting married. So okay. I'd been working for about two and a mm-hmm. half years. Um, and so as soon as I um, got pregnant, like we talked about like, okay, well, I'll go to part-time. We'll figure this out. And um, and so I did. Well, that was one thing that is great about PT is there is some flexibility. Mm-hmm. So you can be full-time, you can be part-time. Mm-hmm. And I did. So I went down to part-time. So I was full-time. I worked four tens. Um, and then, no, I'm sorry. That's not true. I did I did five days, but they were weird hours. But anyway, and then I went down to three days a week when I had um, my daughter okay. um, and then quickly went down to two. <laughs> but my mom, I mean, I'm so, so thankful for my mom. My mom had retired and she's like, well, I want to watch her. Oh, that's so nice. So I was yeah. like, well, that works out well, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't, I mean, I stayed home with her for about, you know, five months until I was ready to go back because mm-hmm. um, I wasn't sure if I was going to or not, but I did. And because I loved it because mm-hmm. as you know, as a mom, it's a huge transition going yes. from working every day with your, uh, you know, colleagues, with adults, feeling in a productive mm-hmm. uh, mindset where you're at home and you're like, if I just change another diaper and <laughs> you know what I mean? And do another load of laundry every single day. And I mean, I'm not downplaying because those are amazing it's hard things. Work. Yeah. It's hard work, it but it was like, it, it was just such a vast change that I was like, I've got to have something mm-hmm. where I'm still using what I know. I, I, I had something to offer. Exactly. And so, um, so that was actually a great thing. Like mm-hmm. I, two days a week was like perfect. And my, she was with my mom. I mean, it was great. And then I had another kid. <laughs> <laughs> Enter number two. Right. I have three everything. kids. You can yeah. see where this is going, yeah. right? Exactly. And so then it was like, I went down to one day a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then same thing. My mom had both of them. And, you know, mm-hmm. God bless her. But at the same time, I think it, it started to be a lot because my kids are um, basically all two years apart in age. Oh, wow. okay. So it's not like, it's a lot. You know well, what I mean? Yeah. yeah especially when you're older. Exactly. There's a reason yeah. why, you know, you have kids younger and not at 65. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's you don't have the energy for it. It's exhausting. Yeah. Exactly. It's exhausting. So then I just kind of kept periodically like just getting dropping off less and less. And by the time I had my third, I was just doing um, like three times a month, okay. which was great. Mm-hmm. And so I could still keep my license. Well, it was like three or four times a month. And so then I could still keep my license because I was keeping up my hours. And so I still do that. I still barely keep up my Mm -hmm. hours. I do all the continuing ed and everything, but I just felt like this is, 
it wasn't for me in my position, I felt like when I'd go into the clinic, there was some anxiety Mm -hmm. because of the fact that like, I'm not in here all the time. Like my skills are starting to get rusty. Um, I'm horrible on the paperwork because I'm not efficient with it anymore because I'm not using, it's all computerized. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm keeping up on things like you do when you're just in it and in the thick of it every day doing it. So, um, so yeah, so I still just kind of now, now where I am at is considered uh, per diem. So if somebody goes on vacation or needs some time, they call, but in reality, and then COVID hit. So that was Mm -hmm. a really wonky thing. So in all reality, I have really have not been into the clinic Mm -hmm. for a while. (laughs) Not to say that I couldn't, I just haven't. And I've kindly finally came to their realization, which is incredibly hard to be like, this just isn't your, this isn't your calling anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? And in that interim, my husband, I should say, we now have a construction business, construction and development business, Mm -hmm. and he started to expand. And so I started taking over the office work. Okay. So... And that is good and bad. You know what I mean? That's good and bad for like a marriage. I was going to say, that's like a whole other topic of working with your spouse. I don't even know what you'd entitle that one. Like working with your spouse. Like Like therapy session. (laughs) Yeah, that could be a whole different one. But um, yeah, so that's kind of where my progression of my work staying home Mm -hmm. and yeah. And working. And so was there any... um, like, I guess coming to that decision as, as a couple, something, you know, my husband and I had talked on or talked early on, um, with when we, cause we were over living in Eastern Washington after we graduated, um, college for about 10 years. Then we moved back over here. Oh, so you were working for quite a while before you had kids. Um, yes. Like how okay. old was I? I don't even I, see. And that's like, yeah, and like you, yes. you really had gotten <laughs> yeah. into a groove of working, mm-hmm. you know yes. what I mean? Where for me, at least it was a little bit, not quite as long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I had been working, gosh, well, I guess he was over there for 10 years plus college. So I guess it was six years after we graduated that we were over in Spokane. So, cause that's where I'm originally from. And then, but he's from Western Washington over here mm-hmm. and a teaching position came open. And so we, we moved over here. And so then at that point I was trying to, again, kind of redefine myself in a place I wasn't familiar mm-hmm. with and comfortable with and doing the whole job search thing and trying to figure out where we land locationally. And there were just a lot of things I felt like up in the air. And so I was working at a job that I didn't necessarily love, but it was a job. And, um, but the hard part was a commute. Um, when I had my daughter, it was, she was little at this time and, you know, took maternity leave and did that type of mm-hmm. stuff. But, you know, we had conversations and I know, I think this hits with a lot of families yeah. is how expensive childcare mm-hmm. ends up being too. And, you know, we had that conversation of, you know, does this make sense for, me to continue working does it make mm-hmm. sense to stay home and I think there were parts of me that when my daughter was little that wanted to stay home I mm-hmm. had a lot of um like I, not terrible postpartum but definitely like the postpartum and a lot of postpartum stress as far as like yeah. is she okay when I'm not around and I know she always was and <clears throat> excuse me um my I was grateful for my mother-in-law and she still helps us to this day you know helped a couple days a week and we found an amazing lady who watched the kids um well started with my daughter three days a week but I mean it adds up it's so it's expensive mm-hmm. and it's time that you're away working to basically afford to pay mm-hmm. to pay childcare and kind of those conversations. And I know for some people that's not an issue, but I know that's a big mm-hmm. struggle to know, you know, and just kind of the mindset there, was that ever a discussion with you guys or any type of an issue that, you know, of the, the balancing or how did you guys really come mm-hmm. to the decision to have you mostly stay home with your kids? Well, and like for us, it was, you know, I mean, between the two of us, you know, financially who made who mm-hmm. made more money. You know what I mean? Like, right. obviously he, he did, but like I said, with being your, uh, having your own business, mm-hmm. it's, it's feast or famine, yeah. but it's then also you're working a ton and then you got some downtime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's his was, he was so unpredictable with what his work schedule was like yeah. in order to really de- be able to be like, Oh, could you, what, could you be with the kids while I work? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, just it would just, it would, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother topic about like marital, like <laughs> disputes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's a huge, it was a, a the beginning part of our marriage was very, very stressful mm-hmm. because of the fact that it was trying to figure out our roles, mm-hmm. trying to figure out where everything fit. Um, and, and to be honest, like not feeling resentful, you yeah, know, as, absolutely. as somebody coming from like, I worked so hard. I went mm-hmm. to like a ridiculous amount of years for school. Um, and now I'm just staying home and that's not, but at the same time, every part of me wanted that. Yeah. So it was that, it was that, um, internal struggle for me that I'm sure a lot of other, you know, moms have too, where it's like, 
I studied for this or I'm really good at this. Mm -hmm. Like I have a lot to offer in this way, but yet I also chose to have children and I want to be with them and I want to see them, you know, do certain things. And, but then it's also helpful, healthy too, for kids to be, you know, in an environment Mm -hmm. where they are around other kids. And, you know, that's so that the whole, like, you know, kind of childcare thing is, is, has a lot of benefits Mm -hmm. to it just on that aspect. You know, I mean, it's just hard. You have to weigh what works for your family. And, and for me, it was just the amount of time Yeah, because I live in Snohomish, Mm -hmm. my mom and my mom who would watch my kids, a lot of times she would either come out to me or I'd go to her and she lives in Edmonds. So it's 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know? And so there's a lot of time that you spend driving and for her or for me and then working. And then, you know, and if you're going to go in Mm -hmm. for that part time, you're going to put in a whole day. You're not working just four hours. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So then it's like, it's from, you know, 630 in the morning until 630 at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? By the time you actually get home. And so it was like, it was exhausting. Yeah. You know? No, it absolutely is. And I think that's, you know, um, I had said to my husband one day, cause he's home for a couple months in the summer and gets to have the kids more often. Um, but like during the school year in that he's up, he leaves the house. Um, he, he's probably like 40 minutes or so from his school, not mm. super close, but he leaves early enough in the morning. He misses most of the traffic. He hits it a little bit on the way home. And he actually likes having a drive everywhere mm-hmm. he's lived he's always had to drive a little bit and he, it doesn't bug him. Like it bugs me. I hate oh, that more than anything. Great. He's I living know. in a, gr- a great place. Then I know. That. And he doesn't sit and like stops traffic. It's just, it's out there and it's a lot of back roads and things to get to his okay. school. But, um, you know, I had said to him one day, I said, if like I said, if I had this like crazy job and I was making all the money in the world that you could stay home, I said, would you like, would mm-hmm. that ever be anything that you would entertain? And he said, no. And I was like, really? I was like, that's just so interesting to me. And he's like, he goes, you know, I love our kids. And I think there are, you know, people who are meant for that. But he's like, that's just not what I feel like I was called to do. Yeah. He's like, I love being a dad and I love spending time with our kids. But He's like, I feel like he gets, I think, so much joy from teaching mm-hmm. and kind of being a part of kids' lives. I think there's, you know, something about just that whole process. And it's kind of the same thing. It's like, because, well, you know, I went to school for this and it's what I wanted mm-hmm. to do. And I enjoy my work for the most part. Mm-hmm. There are days where he doesn't. And there's aspects mm-hmm. of any job, like you were saying, that aren't are, not your, are not your great, but you just have to do it. It's a part of Do we mention he's a middle school yeah. teacher? <laughs> yes. Middle school kids. <laughs> middle school kids. But... You know, and so I just, I just thought that was so interesting. And, you know, and I've said to him so many times, um, which I kind of joked with you and how we've started this whole, there's really no best of both worlds, but I've always envisioned myself um, really kind of being able to blend these very two opposite worlds mm-hmm. together to be what I would assume would be like my perfect world. But mm-hmm. I know that it, that's not reality, mm-hmm. but in my mind. So like I said, I've got a marketing degree. It's what I do for work. I'm a marketing director for a church, which is not anything I ever would have had on my radar ever. Mm-hmm. But isn't that how God works? Right? I know. I, I think <laughs> so. But you know, and I've always had envisioned myself and why I don't even know actually what the job like is but I always envisioned myself in this like tall like skyscraper building in the city like dressed all professionally in pencil skirts Mm -hmm. and leading large meetings in boardrooms Mm -hmm. I really don't know like I said what my job title was (laughs) and what company I was but it was a good job (laughs) it was a good job but I I've always I've felt that there's this like that there are certain skills that I have Mm -hmm. uh, that I've you know would would want to do and that I could be like really good at in mm-hmm. this high level career. I've seen myself as that that's something I could do potentially. But then I've also I wanted kids and I want to be a part of their day and mm-hmm. I want to be there for the drop offs and the pickups and to be able to go to the, you know, the activities and the school events and to do those things. And so but I know that there's the other side of me that I've had small glimpses of staying home full time small periods of, you know, kind of maternity leave in between like a, you know, a job here and there that, and that's, I know also not my calling. (laughs) I love my children, Mm -hmm. but I think they get the best of me because Mm -hmm. I am not with them all the time. Cause like you said, I think there is something they, they loved going to the gal. She has moved, but, um, 
you know, to her house and having, you know, this gal in their lives and to going to daycare and meeting friends and being with, you know, going to school Mm -hmm. and and doing all that. And that's, I think, been huge. And having my mother-in-law who's helped us out, like they love the day Nana gets to come over Mm -hmm. and she helped more when they were younger, but still just having sort of that Mm -hmm. rotation, I think is good for them. But I think it's good for me too, because there is the connection with adults Mm -hmm. and using, you know, your skills and things that you're good at. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I, I, it's, I know it's impossible to do, Mm -hmm. but you know, when you envision those things. And so um, my question to you is, you know, is, is this what you envisioned like your life? Like, did you have like this big, you know, like mental picture of what you kind of thought it was, what it was going to be? You know, no, I don't, you know, and that's, I mean, maybe I did it one time and I just blocked it out. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't even know. That's a very good question. It's like, I, I did always think that I would be, um, it's, it's just so funny how God works because it's like, I did, you know, I went into outpatient orthopedic because mm-hmm. I was very much into health and fitness and athletics and sports. And I just was so fascinated by the human body and I still am. Um, and so now it's just so weird how things come full circle. And, you know, our timing is never the same as God's timing, but like I have athletes. I have yeah. literally all three of my kids are 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 athletes. My daughter is going to be running at college next year. Oh, exciting. And so I have, I mean, I like, I have my own little patients, you, you know, do, which is good yeah. and bad, you know, because everybody's <laughs> like, can you tape me? What's wrong with this? This is clicking. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm like, I, I'm put in a place for just a time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, God has put me in a place for just this time of this. I'm yeah. not quoting that correctly from Esther, but you get what I'm yes. saying. <laughs> um, and so it's like, I'm, I, my skills are valuable and they're used. And at the time I thought, wow, I'm giving up everything mm-hmm. to be at home but it's perspective, right? You know, it's how God's going to use you in different things in different times. And my daughter runs cross country and track and I have treated, and I'm using an air quotes, uh, more patients, um, (laughs) hence like her, you know, follow fellow athletes all the time. I mean, I'm always like helping them and treating them and doing things. So I am getting my, my little, my PT fix Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, but then I'm like, oh yeah, but I'm not having to do paperwork and I'm not having to fill out uh, billing things. Oh, really? I'm not having to do insurance. I'm not having to, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, it doesn't look the same, mm-hmm. but it's my, it's how I, um, it's how I look at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and just knowing where that God puts you in the right place at the right time for the right thing. And, um, and that's hard because we always, I think we, we create certain visions. Like you said, like, mm-hmm. did you picture this? And I think I've, what I've learned over the years is that I can't do that. I can't put myself, I can't create this image because then that becomes a disappointment. Right. And I know, and I, there's a quote and I don't, I, I don't know well, well, and I don't know who it's from, but they say something about that. Like if you are always living like in the future or, Mm -hmm. or in your, like what you imagined or or that, like, yes, your current life is going to be a disappointment or there's Mm -hmm. something like that. Like you're never going to live up to that because it's not reality. It's just, you miss all the joys that are happening right then and there, Mm -hmm. you know, I know. And it's just, it's been one of those things that when I try to take a step back, um, cause I, I'm pretty convinced I'm not going to be in a skyscraper building in the city just because I do, mm-hmm. I think one of, like you said, you know, God's timing, one of the biggest blessings about where I do work is the flexibility of my mm-hmm. schedule. We're very family first, which can be hard when you're a working parent mm-hmm. is to know that there are people that you work with that understand when, you know, your kids aren't feeling well and somebody mm-hmm. has to stay home. Cause like I said, my husband is gone early in the morning. And I'm the one who's on for getting kids up and ready for school or daycare or out the door, whatever, whatever it is. And being back when the bus, you know, gets it's home for my daughter and, and all the kind of the shuttling of, of all of that. But, and there are days where I'm a little resentful Mm. in, in ways of that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I also do have a job and have other responsibilities and feel, um, that because I am the one who has to be there and the one counted on and mm-hmm. to, to pick up kids and other people that if I do need to go run a couple errands that I want to just do by myself or the quick mm-hmm. in and outs or the just things that I need to get accomplished and done. I'm always on somebody else's time 
Mm-hmm. And so there are definitely moments of that where I maybe mm-hmm. don't explain myself and ask for the help, you know, but that's the key of what I really, <laughs> and boy, I'm a slow learner, right? Like how many right, years yeah. I say I'm married coming up on 21. <laughs> yeah. And I think I spent the first 15 years of my marriage, like just hovering around passive aggressive, yes. you know what I mean? Of where it was like, oh no, fine. It's fine. I'll just do that. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, clearly he's like, your mouth says one thing, but your whole body says something yeah. else. You know what I mean? Where, um, yeah, it, because you do, you get this, you get this, um, vision of like everything that you should be able to do mm-hmm. that like, okay, well I, I work, I take care of the kids. I should be able to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you, you know, jack of all trade, master of none. Like you, right. no, you do nothing well yes. and nobody gets good pieces of you. Yes. Um, and so instead of just saying, Hey, I need help or mm-hmm. I can't do this or being realistic, either whether it be with your husband or your work or your kids, like I can't do all of it. Mm-hmm. And I, but what I can do, I want to be present, you know? So for the mom that does, you know, work or whatever, and feels maybe a little bit of guilt that her kids are in daycare, but yeah, but are you, are you, are you present when you're with your kids? That's mm-hmm. what matters. Yeah. Cause that's what they're holding on to. If, I mean, you could be around your kid all day long and I'm guilty of this when times when I stayed home where I probably wasn't the most pleasant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what kind of experience am I giving my children? You know what I mean? So it's just about being intentional Mm -hmm. with the time that you have doing the things that you're doing. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, I had written this down. I listened to a podcast podcast episode um, from Brene Brown. I listened to that after you ha- mentioned it. Have you it. listened to I did, the I, one? And I was like, that is fascinating. I yeah. would have never thought about the whole like the family gap. Yeah. The family yeah. gap plan and her comparative suffering. And at, when I listened to it, I was like, okay, I feel like this is life changing. I, I went and told my husband, I'm like, okay, so this is it. Like this, yeah. this is me. I do a lot of the comparative suffering. I compare my day to his. Mm-hmm. I compare oh, the struggles I had alone. to go through with his. Um, but I don't know what every day is like for him, Mm-mm. but I, I know how I think about his day mm-hmm. that he gets to leave at five o'clock in the morning, you know, that he's home once I've, you know, gotten kids and done a whole day of work and dishes are done and trying to get dinner ready, you know? And mm-hmm. so I, I compare my day and my suffering to his, and that's not fair of me to do. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to get us anywhere nope. anytime that we do that. So she talks a lot about how comparative suffering really doesn't doesn't serve anyone well mm-hmm. and that just you know and then she kind of goes into this whole like family the family gap plan this is not anything I ever really had thought of before but she talks about how like as a couple you have to be operating at a hundred percent and neither partner can always be operating at that level and you have to you know keep your communication open with it and she's talking about um, an experience when she had been traveling for work and had been out of town for a while. Her husband was, you know, home kind of taking care of the kids, but also working. And she had gotten home from her trip and she was exhausted and just said hi and was like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm exhausted. I've had a really long, you know, week or however long she had been gone. And when she gets home, her husband's like, well, kind of like, wait a minute, you've been gone. I've been here working, taking mm-hmm. care of the kids. Like I'm the one who's ready to go <laughs> Who needs to, tap to out. go to bed and take a nap and how if you don't talk about where you're at as far as like how much you have to give to your spouse or to give to your family. Mm -hmm. And so to talk through that and it was just so interesting. So they kind of started going through where when she would go on a trip or her husband would be gone for a work trip or something, they would talk to each other before. Okay. Like, how are you feeling? Like, Mm -hmm. give me a number, give me a number, like give me this, you know, where are you on the scale from like zero to a hundred being like you're operating at your absolute best. And it within that they would try to adjust so that they would always even out at a hundred percent and be able mm-hmm. to give each other the opportunity mm-hmm. to have a low point and to be like, you know what? No, like I'm done and yeah. I need to be done right now. And you know, you're doing mm-hmm. well. And that's something. Or to let other things go. Cause I remember when yes. they were saying like, yeah. I've, I'm at 25 mm-hmm. and I don't remember the numbers and I'm at 40. Well together that's 65. So we got 35% that needs to, mm-hmm. we got to figure out where we can cut yeah. something out because we just can't deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, just what, what is that thing? And it was just, it was so enlightening, I think to me to think about that because Mm -hmm. there are so many times where I've, it happened uh, like last year, I think it was actually before I had listened to this, this podcast episode, but I were so like specifically remember I was in the kitchen. I was swiffering my floor. I had just gotten home from work. My kids had kind of been sick, but um, like fine, just, you know, colds and stuff and hadn't really been at school through COVID and stuff. You're supposed mm-hmm. to keep them home. Yes. All those great things. <laughs> My parents were coming over just, they were like in town for a night. We were going to go have dinner with them. And I was like swiffering and I just 
like lost it on my husband because he had made uh, made a comment because I was like, I have been home with the kids, but trying to work and trying to fit these things in. And I just I like I literally like mm-hmm. lost it on him, which I think probably went over really well, right? Really well, <laughs> you know, and then he was a little defensive towards me. Yeah. Of, well, why are you so upset? And, you know, and because I was like, because I don't feel like you understand the this. I feel like the sacrifice I make when I stay home can all, you know, like when the kids aren't feeling well or this is happening or there's, you know, just whatever is going on. Like, I feel like I'm the one making all the sacrifices here. I was at like a zero, mm-hmm. I believe at that point I was at my wits end. But when I had kind of listened to this podcast and started thinking about it and I had never really expressed that to him, I had never mm-hmm. said to him, do you think that you could take a day off of work? I have these mm-hmm. meetings coming up. There are things I can't miss or I don't feel like I've been able to get a full day in. You know, like I, I never said those words out loud. Mm-hmm. I thought them in my head of, well, why wouldn't he just offer? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he say, well, I can take a day off and take a turn to stay home or, you know, this isn't that big of a deal. Your parents probably really, Mandy, aren't going to care if your floor is Swiffer. But right. I felt that that was the most important yeah. thing and something I could control. Or even asking your parents maybe to help you. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> right? you always assume like, these are your kids too. Yeah. So you need to help, you know? know. And so it's, yeah. Well, my mom always says, you know, you don't know, like, you don't have to worry about it. Like we don't care, you yeah. know, and those types of things, but you do, right? In, you do. In a way. You do. But well, it was, it's your parents and it, you're yeah. like, I, you want them, you want them to think that you're, you're not like as close as you are to falling apart. Yes. I know. Like, I don't need my mom knowing that I'm like losing it every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, do you want to kind of have it together? Like, I promise I take care of things around exactly. here. Right? Where they're not yeah. like, are, should we be worried? I know. You know, yeah. when they come in. Yeah. yeah. I get that. But, you know, it was just this whole like, and so I think it was maybe a month or so later, I had heard this podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, this is, it was kind of life changing in a way. And I wouldn't say that my husband, I sit there and, you know, throw out our numbers all the time, but I feel like what it's given me having that conversation with him is really kind of working through those times when things have are weighing on me where I'm Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I am I can't take any more on. I cannot do any more. And I'm, I need you to kind of step up in this way. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if it's like vice versa for him where he's got a lot going on, it's like, okay, well, I can cut this off, you know, not do this activity or do this thing. Like I can be there. Like I've got this. And because that's where I can make some room for us to even each other mm-hmm. out in that way. And I just thought it was very important to talk through those things mm-hmm. because, um, and I think Haley had actually said it on a podcast when we were talking about um, the expecting mom. She had said that she had, you know, these unrealistic expectations or all these expectations of her husband when they first had yeah. their baby. But she's like, but I, it took me a while to realize that she had never expressed them. And that's mm-hmm. how I feel like I am. I'm like, I think all these things all the time because I feel like if I'm going to say them, they're not going to come out right nicely. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. And you don't want to start that whole thing. But yeah, so it's definitely that whole parenting mm-hmm. thing with, yeah. again, kids and jobs and schedules. It's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like when you said, when you were talking about your husband, about how like, you know, you don't, you know, he's had a rough day, you mm-hmm. know, and this kind of stuff too. And and when the um, gal was talking about in her podcast, but for me, um, when I transitioned into helping him in the office, yeah, I got a real eye opener. Like it was oh, I'm sure. pretty humbling to be like, oh, this kind of sucks. <laughs> like yeah. what he has to deal with. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I started taking it over and 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 doing all those things. So it freed him up to do the other things. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how you have been doing those things mm-hmm. and then all of the office work, book work, tax stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? And uh, granted, that's not my um that was that's not my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So there's a really steep learning curve for me. I'm sure. Because you know what I mean? Like I just don't deal with that stuff. So it was a challenge for me in that regard. But at the same time, it was humbling. And, you know, God just really knows how to humble me. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. So, <laughs> um, and so I did have a different um, appreciation mm-hmm. for everything in the last, you know, at that time, kind of 10, 12, 15 years that he had been undertaking to really provide for our family. Yeah. You know, I could stay home. And I had the opportunity to do that because he was working so hard, mm-hmm. you know? And then when I got in there, I was like, this is a mess. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. and I realized because it, he just, he was trying to do everything mm-hmm. and you can't. No. Right. And so I was like, okay, well I'll take over this part and I'll take over this part. And it's, I've been doing it now for probably about 
five years. And so I'm still like, how do I do this? You know, like, I mean, I talked to our accountant, I think more than she'd like. Um, <laughs> That's how I would be too. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. luckily she's a, like my mom's best friend. So I'm Perfect. always like, Hey, <laughs> it's me again. It's me again. <laughs> it's um, but yeah, so it's, it's one of those things that it's so important to really check in and mm-hmm. see how they're doing. Cause I know we focus a lot on like how we're doing and it is important. Um, but it's the communication. Yeah. It's the, like, tell me how you're doing and how I can help you. And they're going to reciprocate Mm -hmm. of like, okay, you've asked about how, what I can, what you can do to help me. Let me do the same. Yeah. I know. And it's, uh, it's just funny how I, a lot of times, I I guess there are times where I feel like I just don't need to ask anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel like that. We know when you're asking your kids constantly to Mm -hmm. pick things up and to do these things and you just, you're asking constantly. And then I feel like there are times at work, you know, you're asking things of people and Mm -hmm. stuff. And so I guess I just, you know, my poor husband gets to be the default person where I'm like, I don't feel like I should have to ask you to do anything. I feel like you should just be able to read my mind and know. Yeah. (laughs) Or some things where you're like, okay, yeah, those dishes that are the dishwasher's done. We all see it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it says clean. Yeah. <laughs> can either can you one of us can do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? I get that. So Did you hear the dryer that was like five times. It's told us like, yeah, it's I'm done. done. I'm done. Yeah. yeah. It was like little things. And so, yeah, it's definitely hard. But there's also, again, I can't remember the person who said this. Um, I should probably be giving more credit to people, but that there's like the glass and rubber ball theory. I don't know if you've mm. ever heard that where mm-hmm. it's like, if you have, you know, five balls and you throw them in the air, four of them are glass and one of them is rubber the rubber one is like your, your work and your job. It'll mm-hmm. always kind of bounce back at some mm-hmm. point, but the other ones being your health, your friends, your family, um, yeah. your spirit. Like if those were to fall in their glass, like they will be damaged or mm-hmm. shatter or even break, you know, and kind of go away. And so that's kind of something that's also in, you know, in the back of my mind where there are days where I, I do make kind of a big deal about things that I know again with the flexibility with my job. And I know not everyone, you know, maybe has that, mm-hmm. but the work will bounce back with, you know, with time Mm -hmm. and I will do my best to always get the attention it deserves, but I cannot sacrifice that over my family Mm -hmm. or, you know, over anything else and, and, and health and friendships and and all of it. And so Mm -hmm. that's something I've been trying to also keep. Yeah. Well, it's just perspective. Cause Mm -hmm. you know, like they always say, like they, you know, there's nobody who ever said that they wish they would have spent more time in the office. There's nobody who ever says like when they're on their deathbed, boy, all that time I spent with my kids, that was wasted. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just never set, Mm -mm. you know? And so I always have to keep that into perspective, even though it can be, it can be a drain, you know, Mm -hmm. it's hard, like to the day in the day out of the mundane of, Mm -hmm. of, of raising children. (laughs) I know, But it is such a, you know, it is also a huge calling that Mm -hmm. there's so many blessings in it and so much. um, I'm a way better person because of, just having children, mm-hmm. you know, because they humble you all the time. Yes, they do. They challenge <laughs> all the you time. a lot. Yes, they do. So we've kind of talked about, you know, kids and spouses and that. Uh, what about friendships as far as kind of throwing that in as maybe like a or different connections, mm-hmm. you know, people that you spend time with maybe outside of work or, yeah. um, you know, how... How has that been for you also? Because that's like another kind of piece mm-hmm. to it. And I mean, even family ends up sort of falling into that or separate of giving time to other family members mm-hmm. or friendships. How have you been able to? Well, and that's it, that? it's interesting, too, because we all go through different different changes mm-hmm. and different stages of life. Like when my kids were really little and I was predominantly more at home, um, I had outlets with other moms. I had mops. Mm, yeah. Like I think I've talked about like on one mm-hmm. of the other podcasts, like some of my closest, dearest friends that I still have mm-hmm. um, were mops people, you know, that mothers of preschoolers, if mm-hmm. people don't know what that is. Um, and so it was, you know, similar people going through similar situations and similar life seasons um, at the same time. And it was wonderful. And then there was people though that like, okay, my kids are now in school and they go back to work. Mm-hmm. And so then you're like, oh, I don't <laughs> see these people anymore, yeah. you know, or whatever. And then it's like, I go back to work. And then there's people like, well, I don't see you anymore. You know, so it was really getting creative and being intentional. And that mm-hmm. was like the one thing that I've, I've realized throughout my life with everything is intentionality. Mm-hmm. Like if it's something that means something to you, you'll do something about it, yeah. right? If a friendship means something to you, um, if your marriage means something to you, if your children, like you will, you will be intentional. It may not be, it'll be quality, not quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just ha- having to make the time, like I've got friends that you know, their work hours are all over the place. And like, I've had to be like, oh, oh, sure. I'd love to meet you for coffee at 6.30 in the morning before you go to work. Yeah, I can't wait, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I really want to see that person. Sure. And I know if I want to, then I got to get up a little earlier yeah. and, you know, 
do what I got to do. Yeah. Make it a priority. Yeah. 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 It's definitely uh, fostering some of those friendships and going through those different seasons with them as well. And you Mm -hmm. said, so moms of preschoolers, were there any other places that like, I mean, as your kids kind of get older, people always tell me, you know, you're going to make all, you know, most of your friends through like school and activities Mm -hmm. and stuff that your kids are involved in. So true. Because to be honest with you, you know, we're coming up on this stage in our life where my daughter's leaving for college Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, um, we're talking about moving, you know, eventually, you know, maybe out of state, um, just something different because I've lived here my both my husband and I grew up here and mm-hmm. lived here our whole lives and we're just kind of over the weather and oh, you know great. all kinds of stuff <laughs> you know like it's been a tough spring yeah, um and so you know we've been talking about that and then we we're like I had this realization I was like oh my gosh where am I going to meet people you know mm-hmm. what I mean and it's like because we own our own business yeah it's not like I'm going to work I work in the same room as my husband. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't, we have two dogs. That's it. Um, so it's one of those things where there isn't a whole lot of like ex, you know, external type, um, Mm -hmm. opportunities, you know? So it's like, okay, the same thing. Intentional. I have to be intentional. We have to get plugged into a church. I got to get plugged into something, you Mm -hmm. know, without being weird, I guess, you know? Um, and so that's, that's always a thought too, because yeah, friendships come really easily when you're volunteering in your kid's mm-hmm. classroom, or even if you're working and you can't volunteer, you're going to your kid's sporting event and you're sitting on the sidelines in the rain with other parents watching your kid play soccer, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever it is. Um, so those friendships come a lot more naturally when you mm-hmm. have kids, yeah. you know, or if you're in the workplace. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes you don't like the people you work with. That's Let's just true. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they just There's might not be your people. Yeah. You know they what I mean? Not be, yeah. yeah they, or they just don't have the same interests as you, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. So is this um, then coming up as kind of a scary time for you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I always joke because my, you know, my husband, we live on like just a small amount of property here, but like my husband's like, you know, it'd be great as like a hundred acres oh my. out in the woods. Right. And I'm always like, yeah, you know, cause we're kind of outdoorsy people. But then I was like, have you ever seen the shining <laughs> okay maybe you have it I, I don't like scary movies oh no, okay so like, yeah so it's these people that uh-huh. are like it's it's out in the middle of nowhere it's this hotel that gets snowed in in the winter time mm, right mm-hmm. and it's yeah okay it's a creepy movie but anyway <laughs> um and so yeah they get locked in so it's just it's just the two of them and he yeah. goes crazy and it's it's just not a good show yeah uh-huh. it's not a family show um but I always joke that I was like okay so is that is it all of a sudden like we're gonna be like in the woods in the mountains and it's gonna be challenging for us to get places you know to yeah. where we are around people <laughs> like we need and then we're stuck connection. with each other yeah you know exactly. what I mean I was like I want to enjoy being with you and not wanting to kill you yeah um you know and so we joke but it's like haha that's kind of serious you know yeah, what I no, mean? it is I mean that's a big life decision yes. to move away you know and I've noticed that with a lot of people recently for all sorts of reasons that are leaving and I feel like I mean when we moved over here we were you know gosh I don't even, I feel like, I feel like I should have my memory, but I don't. You don't, you have kids. I have have kids. Yeah. But you know, is before kids, but yeah, redefining yourself in a new place Mm -hmm. as well. And kind of establishing that Mm -hmm. it's, it's difficult. And we, we did, I'm going to, I'm plugging our podcast, but we did an episode. I was on that with a couple people and it was so funny. It was making friends as an adult Yeah, because it's, it's, it's not the same. No, it's not. You know, like you were kind of saying how you meet you know, people through your kids as, you know, friends yeah. and teams and school and all of that. And it's the same thing when you're the kid and in school mm-hmm. or in activities, that's typically who you're friends with because you spend time with them and that's the who's around thing. or mm-hmm. in the neighborhood or whatever. And you're kind of like forced to, to be friends with the people that are around you when you're an adult and yeah, like you said, maybe you don't like the people you work with or mm-hmm. maybe you like a few or, or they just don't have the same interests as you. Exactly. You but know? it's like, then what, you know, you don't, <laughs> you got to go find them. And yeah. it's just, it can be such, we talked about, I, I had said that I've always found it's awkward. Like I'm oh, kind of an yeah. introverted person where I'm not one to just like walk up to someone at the store or the gym and be like, Hey, I think we would, would yeah. really get along. Like, let's go. Cause those people have, are weird, you know, right? They well, feel weird. Yeah. But like, and, but part of me is like, well, would, what, how would I respond if somebody did that to me? You know? know and right? so we kind of went through that whole conversation. It was pretty funny, but you know, I think at the end of the day, it was, you know, try to, you know, put yourself out there a little bit, but it's like dating getting, friends, it is. you know, where you're like trying to be like, okay, so yeah. is it weird if I give them my number? Like, <laughs> like, like, like you know what I mean? Like, do I kind of stalk their Facebook and Instagram for yeah. a little bit just to kind of see like maybe what are some of their interests? And then I'll be like, Hey, I, s-, you know, without saying, Hey, I saw that you like to go hiking because exactly, yeah. that's creepy, that is you know, but I'm saying like, but, how do you know so much about me? But I'm not, I mean, I'm saying these things yeah. only because maybe I've been in those situations, yeah. you know, where you're like, yeah, like I think 
this person might be a good friend and you want to get to kind of know them without like being overbearing. Mm -hmm. And so then at the same time, then you, you know, border on creepy. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's always an interesting dynamic. Yes. So I think what maybe getting, like you said, kind of plugged in, maybe at a church. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? If you live on a hundred acres, you will not have neighbors oh, close right? by. I, was say, maybe neighbors. I mean, maybe I'm, you know, when I go down to like, I don't know, the feed store for say, my like, cows yeah, or something, the, whatever Mart it is, know, like right? your store. Oh my gosh, we are not <laughs> yeah. moving. Um, but yeah, no, so it is. And, and finding your people is tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and so it is it's a challenge in every stage of life, like whether you're, whether you're homes with mm-hmm. kids, if you're that, that in between where you, you know, because I remember that being awkward too, where there's the moms that worked full time versus part time, and how their level mm-hmm. of you know involvement, like oh, this the moms that did all the PTA stuff and did all the involvement yeah. because they had more time, you know, and then the moms that felt bad because they weren't doing it, but at the same time it was like, well, I'm working and mm-hmm. I don't really want to do that. Yeah, you know, I know it's. I still remember we were my husband and I were talking about this the other day that you you remember the moms um there were there were maybe a couple dads but it was mostly moms who were the ones that were like always at the elementary schools and stuff for like the field trips. Oh yeah. You know and you always wanted to be in the one moms group cuz you're friends with their kid mm-hmm. and it was like the fun car or whatever you yeah, know. Yeah, they might like I don't know if they the still something. Yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. But you know like you remembered those moms and I know like my mom was always working and wasn't able to be at those when I was younger. I know my dad did a couple field trips and stuff for my sister and for me when we were like younger, like to the zoo. I think he went to the zoo and like the pumpkin patch, you know, a couple yeah. of those. But, you know, and so it, but I've thought about that and I'm like, well, do I want to be that mom? Like, do I want to be the mom that's in the classroom, mm-hmm. you know, too and stuff? And my daughter, she's in kindergarten and she'll come home and she'll be like, oh yeah, Lillian's mom helped us today who's in her class and, you know, whatever. And just little things like mm-hmm. that. And I think, oh, I wonder if she wants me to be there do you know what I mean to like to volunteer and to be in those situations and stuff and it's but again you kind of do get tied into this well I kind of can't Mm because of work I'm like or if I'm not at work I usually have your brother with me if he's not at school or daycare and so it's like I can't bring him along and Mm -hmm. kind of that battle in my head again and I am in mops um this year and, and I do love all the ladies there but there is this kind of you can tell like the the ones who are like really thriving like striving for that connection because mm-hmm. they do stay at home full time and it's like they're they a couple hours that they get to like really dive in and be mm-hmm. with other people and then a lot of times like I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying myself but I'm like also in the back of my mind thinking through my whole list of things mm-hmm. that I still have to accomplish and do and get done for work and at home because it's been a week, right? You know, it's like one, you know, it's another thing added on. And it's not that we don't have common ground and things to talk about, but it can be Mm -hmm. just very different, I guess. No, so different. Yeah. And just sort of nurturing, I guess, all those friendships and being able to, I guess, accept really anybody Mm -hmm. at any stage and area. I think that's what I would want people to accept of me, I guess. So kind of how I live with them. And everything changes. If I can tell anybody anything, like I think about and and listening to you and you're like your kid, your kids ages Mm -hmm. and like the things that you're juggling and, and, you know, the kind of the I was right there with the frustration where you're like, oh my gosh, like I have to pick up the kids. I had to do this. I have mm-hmm. to do that. And it's like, because they're, they're not independent yet. Yeah. You know, they can't stay home by themselves no. and that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, and I always hated this when older moms would be like, oh my gosh, cherish this time. I'd be like, if you get any closer, I may punch you <laughs> because, you know, I've just felt like I was at yeah. the end of my rope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of trying to juggle all of these things and keep all those balls mm-hmm. in the air. And at the time it felt like every single one of them was like, not a glass ball, but a grenade. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not just going like, to, yeah, it's going to explode. It's and not it's just, just going to be yeah. pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but now of course, perspective coming mm-hmm. back being like, wow, like, yeah, because it does go really fast mm-hmm. and you are in a different stage and it looks different and it's so much harder yet so much easier. I mean, it, I it's, yeah. it, it's for every stage and it's like, you will get out of that and then we'll but prepare yourself now for the emotional part. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, but God will meet you. Like if mm-hmm. you stay grounded and you stay in, in prayer and you stay like, like praying over your kids and mm-hmm. your family and your marriage, like he will bless it and yeah. he will, he will give you the strength when you do not have it. Yeah. Um, because, oh my gosh, like I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't tell you the number of times that it's like, it's on you, God, because I can barely show up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there are days it feels like that. Like you're saying, I do have, I am grateful that I have, you know, some friends here and stuff at work who do have kids that are at, you know, mm-hmm. older ages than mine are that they do. They say that like, you know, it's this season feels hard, but I, I mean, every season is hard, is hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm in the hardest season because I think 
it's they're, they're all just so different and mm-hmm. it's they come they all come with their own challenges and that's kind of what you know they have been preparing me for Mm-hmm. But there are, yeah, the, my daughter, she jokes like, well, I can stay home with Easton. I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, six-year-old. <laughs> I go, you guys can like hardly play without needing yes. a mediator here for like 10 minutes. So exactly. like, yeah, don't, you know, no, that, we're going to give it a few more years. Yeah, like, not quite yeah, No, not quite there. But it's just so funny. Uh, like, well, you can just leave us. Uh, no, no, we can't. Yeah. I get nervous going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know right. I mean? yeah, they usually find me. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. truly what it is. It's like, where did I go? I'm like, our house is not that big. How can you guys not find me? I'm using the bathroom. I'll yeah. be out in a minute. Like, exactly. Yeah, they, they find you. But anyway, so as far as this goes, do you have any um, any tips or anything for couples who are deciding like if a parent will stay home or kind of how to make <sighs> any of those, you know, decisions or any type of advice to them as they're kind of entering just, sort of that season. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one because every family, every marriage is different. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone comes to the table with different strengths, weaknesses, flexibility yeah. within their job, within their um, lifestyle. Um, you know, with everything with COVID, a lot of people were able to work mm-hmm. from home and we always think, oh, great, you're you're from, you're at home. So you can be home with the kids. Yeah. Well, that's really hard actually to work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just coming together as a, a as a unit, I do like that whole, um, idea of that family gap thing mm-hmm. about like how much, because really you, as a, you can't be, you're at a hundred percent together, yes. you know? So if you're not at 50 and he's not at 50, you're not at a hundred. Mm-hmm. And so you got to figure out what needs to give or who can, who can, who can tap in and who can tap out mm-hmm. at that moment, not forever. Um, but I think so much of it is just, there's a, a lot of decisions that go into it, you know, financially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but don't put yourself in a situation to where you're going to be resentful. Mm-hmm. Cause I think I kind of did that yeah. without verbalizing it. Um, because it was like that whole idea of like, well, I've worked so hard and I've been mm-hmm. to so much schooling for this. And I feel like I'm just, this is just a, was a waste, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. I mean, but that was what the things that oh, yeah. go through your mind when you're, you know, when you're doing it. So a lot of commu- open communication, mm-hmm. a lot of open communication and asking for help. Yeah. Yeah. Just asking for help when you go through it, because it's, it's hard. And then really finding the things that, you know, like a lot of times we wrap ourselves up in our job. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 I just kind of have broken that thing. Like, Oh, I'm a physical therapist. Like when someone says, Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. Oh, when was the last time you were in the clinic? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I do a lot of things. And so what I needed to realize is that my value and my worth is not wrapped up in my title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I'm a marketing director at such and such. Da, da, da. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we're really, because we feel like, oh, that'll give people a clear picture of who I am and what I do. Yeah. Well, that's not even remotely who you are mm-hmm. and what you do. You know, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're a lover of such, you know, of, of act, certain activities. Um, and I think that we, we try to put ourselves in a box mm-hmm. too much. And then when we do that, we, we disappoint ourselves and others. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think we just also have to be realistic about, you know, what it is that we like, what we're good at. And then if we're not doing it in the exact capacity that we feel like that we thought we were trained for, but how can we use it? Mm-hmm. How can we use it for, you know, to, to feel fulfillment, mm-hmm. but then also, you know, just letting God put you where you need to be and finding the blessings in it. Yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah. I'd say the communication part's a big piece and that's something that I think always needs to be worked on. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like I said, I think we even kind of go through seasons where our, it starts to creep back in of, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, kind of a little bit of the resentment or starting to do, like I was saying, that comparative suffering was so huge for me. Yeah. Uh, I tended to fall into those traps, I feel like at yeah. times. And so I think just really... I don't know. I mean, we don't have a parent who stays home like full time, but my schedule, like I said, is the most flexible Mm -hmm. with that. But I feel like I kind of have to give myself a little bit of grace as well Mm -hmm. is just, yeah, I am trying to juggle a lot of things Mm -hmm. to serve everybody the best, but I know that I can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. And from the outside, it looks like the best of both worlds, right? That you're able to go to work, exactly. but yet you do have a lot of flexibility Mm -hmm. with your job. Same thing with, with PT, how I was part-time and my mom watched my kids like, wow, you're the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. And I, and then when I step back and I look at that, I can say, yeah, I kind of do. I kind of did. I kind of, you know, but when you're in it, we're always so quick to, to focus on the things that are the short, the, the, the shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Cause there's always gonna be shortcomings. Yeah. Like it could be this. It could or, be better. Know, it, it could be, be better, that. Like it could it's, be that. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing in life that's ideal. No, there's definitely not. And so, yeah, I think, and that's something I'm still also to this day, I think struggling with is sort of that, I, that idea of what 
life should look like mm-hmm. and that I, I, you know, even just comparing with others of what mm-hmm. it should be, this is where I should be with my career or my family or my kids, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that. And so, uh, really just not paying attention to that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just, a, that's just a big piece of it. It's not, none of it is an easy decision. Mm-hmm. And I think trying to do best by myself and with everyone, uh, with my husband and my kids and, and that. So what about any tips for building great friendships kind of while you're ra- raising your kids? Um, intentionality, mm-hmm. just basically, if you know that there are things that are of interest because you can't fake it, you, you know what I mean? Like if you're like, Oh, everyone's doing this and you know, you try to get your, you know what I mean? Get involved yeah. in something that is just really not you. You're not going to love it. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> and those really, you may make friendships in there, but that might not be where you can really hold a deep friendship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, to be realistic about what you like, because I remember being like, I feel like I need to make friends. So I would do, okay, this is a perfect example. I started um, scrapbooking. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because everybody was scrapbooking. Mm-hmm. Cause if you were a stay at home mom, you started to scrapbook. <laughs> this girl does not scrapbook. Okay. I bought all the stuff and it just sat around. I was horrible at it. Yeah. My daughter who's 18, I have a scrapbook that goes up to about five months. That's it. You know what I mean? And as it was, you made it, yeah. yes. And I like, but I've got stickers and all that stuff. And I finally, like, I hated it. I hated scrapbooking. Okay. And I know so I'm going to really funny. offend some people who are like, oh my gosh, I love scrapbooking. <laughs> I hated it. And it was one of those things, like I tried so hard to be like, oh, sure. I'd love to go to your scrapbooking workshop, like trying to have mm-hmm. friends and do so. No, no, those were not my people. I mean, yeah. they were still great people and I enjoyed them, but that was torture mm-hmm. for me. Um, and so then I just realized that I needed to, <laughs> I needed to find something else. So part of it is also finding what does bring you joy outside Mm -hmm. of um, your children. You know what I mean? Like, so I realized I really liked going to the Y and working out. And then my kids had childcare Mm -hmm. there and I got to work out with these other moms that I liked. And then we went and did stuff afterwards because we found something that we, we liked being active. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's, it's finding activities that you also enjoy Mm -hmm. because if you don't enjoy them, you're not going to stick with them. No. Well, and two, when you're thinking about, again, like time is so precious and valuable. And if you're going to give your time to something, you want it to be worth it. You want it to be something you enjoy or your kids are enjoying while you're doing something. Yeah. Like I think about that a lot because I am kind of a, a little bit of a homebody. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, there are times where um, I think my kids do a really good job at guilting me of, of being around all oh, the time, yeah. but I kind of allow it a little bit because I do work. And so a lot of times I feel like my evenings and weekends are the time that I really like get to truly spend with them. And so I do value yeah. that time and not, I mean, all the time, like I, I like to have a break from time to time, but if it's going to be something that I'm sacrificing time with my family or my husband, like I want it to be something that is bringing me joy yeah, or absolutely. making me a better person or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's going to be with people who I want to be a part of my life, not mm-hmm. just something I'm doing because I feel like well, that's where all the cool kids are at. Right? I feel like I got to like, get out of middle school, right? Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. If, yeah. Do we ever we like don't. mature we don't. more than our I, like I middle school, so. high school brain? Because sometimes I feel like that's where we're all stuck. But, but yeah, time is so precious. It's it is, so valuable. Yeah. And it's like, you just have to be intentional about how you spend your time and where mm-hmm. you spend your time. And, and, and those friendships will develop, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, if you do find yourself, you know, doing something, you know, and, and people appreciate that, you know, yeah. it's what you can tell a friendship is valuable. If put someone puts a little bit of time into it, mm-hmm. it's not just like out of convenience. And there are friends that are out of convenience and they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of great acquaintance friends that I absolutely value, but I'm, but they're also not, you know, there's only so many people you can go deep with, Yeah, you know? And so you have to decide, is this somebody that I'm going to go deep with? And if it is, then you have to put the time in Mm -hmm. and it's just like anything else. It's like a marriage. It's like your kids. It's Mm -hmm. like, and granted, it's not the same level, but it's the intentionality of it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it can be just as important. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other encouraging words before we wrap up today? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I always, Yeah. Oh, aren't I a Debbie Downer sometimes? I'm like, no, you can't have it not. all. There's no best of both worlds. You're never going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's just, everything is, you know, it's people come into your life for, you know, for a reason, a season, a lifetime. Mm-hmm. So it's, but you're going to learn something in every aspect of your life, every aspect of your marriage, every stage of your marriage, every aspect of your kids, every stage of your kids, you're going to be learning and growing because that's what that's why we're here, right? Mm-hmm. It's sanctification. It's it's that growing and it's that building of your character and you're going to go through ups and downs and highs and lows and and know that you will come out the other side just with so much more perspective mm-hmm. and grace and 
compassion and patience. Like, have you ever met like an older person who's super impatient? Like, not really. No. Like, it's because usually they're like, mm, it's not worth getting upset about <laughs> yeah. because been they've been through all, so yeah. much in their life that they recognize that it's like, it's not worth getting worked up over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or the things that really matter is where I'm going to put my time. Yeah. You know, and I love being around more seasoned individuals for mm-hmm. that very reason, because they have such a, a different perspective on life instead of the busyness. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, in one of our, the podcast recordings, uh, one of the gals had said, you know, you always want to find a friend who's like a step ahead of you mm-hmm. that they can kind of be the ones you go to and you're not sure what's going on. Right. Her example is, you know, like if your kid is throwing up in the middle of the night and she says, you don't want to call your friend who's you know, daughters in your kid's class because they're not going to be helpful. They're going to be mad because their right. kid's probably going to get sick. Yes. You want the mom who's like, is this a big deal? Can I send my kid to school tomorrow? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're calling the friend who's in the class, they're going to yeah. be like, absolutely not. Exactly. You know, but then it's like the older, you know, mom who's like, okay, grab the bowl, get them this, yep. you know, yep. like try this out. You know, they, They've been through it mm-hmm. when maybe you haven't. And to kind of find those people yeah. that'll be there for you. Absolutely. And I think that's, yeah, definitely something to, to keep in mind. But, um, one of the other things I had written down here, cause you know, we talk, we've talked about trying to have the best of both worlds and mm-hmm. fitting it all in and this whole idea of like work-life balance. And basically I've heard, you know, work-life balance is not attainable. It's not, mm-hmm. you can never balance them equally. No one is ever going to get the attention that it needs, but to focus more on like the work-life flexibility yeah, and knowing that at certain times, your life and what is happening is going to take more of your time. It might be a little bit of work from time to time and it might be more family driven and just being able to be flexible with that and knowing that that's how it needs to be Mm -hmm. for you and finding what works, I think is just is important. And I think it's something that I don't know that any of us ever do it perfectly because I think it's a daily struggle for me to try to fit everything in and Mm -hmm. give everybody their time but it is something I'm definitely working yes. on. Well, and I think if we've learned anything from COVID, it's like you have to be adaptable you and you have to, to be flexible yeah. because if you don't roll with it, mm-hmm. you'll get steamrolled ri- steam by it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's every day is like, well, what are we going to, what's going to be, yeah. you know, what's today going to be like, yeah. you know? And so I think that, you know, you just get the more stuff you go through, the more uh, it builds your character mm-hmm. and it builds your resiliency and your perseverance. And, you know, not that we wanted to go through it, but you know, now we can face other things and be like, okay, not yeah. that big of a deal. You know, Which, and I sometimes wonder, like, I'm not saying COVID's a great thing at all. But, I mean, it's taught us a lot. <laughs> it has. It has it taught has. us so much. And I think if there is anything from it of where businesses and people have had to learn to be, like you said, adaptable to people's schedules and to, to families and knowing mm-hmm. that people are capable of getting their job done sometimes from home versus yeah. having to come to the yeah. office, you know, it's, it's provided other mm-hmm. ways of thinking Well, and what things you can get rid of, what things are unnecessary. Like sometimes you got to go back to the like bare bones Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, what do we, what do we, what are, what are essential? What's Mm -hmm. essential? Yeah. Cut some things out that you don't need anymore. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's not great, but it's taught us a lot, Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's so fun talking to you and catching up. And our next podcast episode is going to air on Wednesday, June 8th. And so if you've enjoyed this episode of Getting Real About, make sure and follow us on your preferred podcast platform and go ahead and share the episode with other ladies in your life. We believe that every podcast episode has something for everyone. So thanks again, Shelby. And we'll see you guys next time. Yes, absolutely. Good to be here. Thank you.